God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show, and we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things today. And, um, you know, it's quite interesting, um, the systematic way. You know, you ask yourself these questions. How are, how do we get here? And is this just how we're evolving as people? You know, you look at the Oscars and you see the riffraff and 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 then you watch someone uh you know a good critical thinker like uh Tucker Carlson talking about your know, human rights uh campaign and how they achieved their goal of you know pushing and exacting the uh laws for LGBTQ and somehow making that a priority but then when they won that battle uh then then they they're turning their sights over to trans so the big uh, conversation is with Disney right now. And so Tucker Carlson had a really big expose on Disney and what Ron DeSantis is doing because Disney is trying to run the state of California uh, by you know fighting back against Ron DeSantis. And the argument, as most liberals do, they, they lie about the argument. You know, if you object to... Black Lives Matter Marxism, you're a racist because you're somehow anti-Black Lives Matter. See, they, they name themselves Antifa when really what they're pushing is fascism, you know, and not anti-fascism. You know, it's always the opposite. You know, the uh, election freedom bill or whatever they decided to call it, election integrity bill, was was all about... Election rigging. That's what it was about. It was not about integrity. It was the opposite of integrity. You know, with ballot harvesters and late late ballots coming in. And it's the side that does all the rigging that wants all the loopholes and all the escape routes and, and all these different features that allow them to exploit the situation. 
And then you ask yourself, why, why are the Republicans not playing hardball like that? Why are we not fighting back in the same fashion? And that's because they have the media in their pocket. And the media will call out anybody they disagree with. So, you know, we have two standards of justice. That's why we have two standards of justice. Why do you think, you know, it's like a domino effect, right? Why do you think we have election rigging? We have election rigging because they're not selling their ideas. They're ramming their ideas down your throat. And the only way they can get away, you know, I always thought Cloward and Piven, right? You tear it down in a fashion so you could build it back up. You destroy the economy. You demilitarize the military. You open up the borders. You lose all sense of yourself. You lose your identity. You don't even know what you're fighting for. And on and on. We've talked about it all. And you say, okay, that's Cloward and Piven. You know, I remember when Dinesh D'Souza came out in 2012 with Obama's 2016. It was a great movie. And he talked about everything that Obama was doing, Saul Alinsky style. Everything that Obama wanted to do. Very Saul Alinsky-esque. Cloward and Piven-esque. Destroy it so you can build it back up in the way you think it should be designed. Because you think you're smarter than the founding fathers. And you think you could write a better document than our Constitution. That really extended a lot of freedoms, liberties, and uh, blind justice to its people. And taxation was at to be, if anything, at, at an all time, you know, extreme minimum. And now you got Biden wanting to raise your taxes to record high numbers at a time when the economy's already struggling. In a moment where everybody knows that the Reagan economics, stimul- uh, trickle down economics, lowering the tax base, puts people back to work, gets people spending, gets people producing. Even Morgan Freeman said as much with regard to strengthening the middle class and, you know, but, you know, when we look at the Oscars, the Oscars is a reflection of what we see. Cardi B was on the Oscars. Cardi B is working with Disney. Cardi B is working with Nickelodeon. And so Tucker last night, hitting it out of the park all the time. He does such a great job. But here, let's take a listen to um let's take a listen to some of these things. I don't know. I, I, I actually don't even know what order to put this in. I have Ron DeSantis uh at a press conference, Ron DeSantis on Tucker. I also have uh Disney's responses. I have some of these teachers uh that are woke that want to teach your children at five years old uh, about sex. And I'm thinking to myself, where's the inkling? Like, where is that even coming from? Why would you even want to teach these people, these kids, that subject? I, I don't even understand it. And and uh, I was refreshed to hear DeSantis say, you know, when I went to school, we, 
It was math and English. You know, we, we didn't have any of this. And I don't remember any of this growing up. And so Tucker last night touched on human rights campaign as a culprit. And then that reminded me of something that you and I have been talking about, or we've been talking about on this show for a long time. And that is those non-governmental organizations, those NGOs, just like, you know, just exactly like when Russia or China decide they want to, or BlackRock for that matter, and BlackRock owns everything. But let's just keep it simple. Let's just say Russia and China. And they want to influence non-government organizations, lobbyists. They want to impact politicians. And they want to uh, guide the the universities in what it is that they're going to be uh, teaching. And they also want to uh, get breaks. They want a certain quota. We'll give you this much money, China will say, to Harvard or Penn, and which they're huge contributors to, like the biggest. And you're going to take a certain level of our students. And our students, who are they? They could be military CCP students from military CCP, CCP families. But you're going to take them nonetheless. We're going to learn your trade secrets for a song because... It's going to be on the cheap. Uh, $200,000 is nothing to China. That's a crumb. And Harvard's happy because they're getting all this money for their endowment, which is over a billion dollars. So that's called intellectual property theft right out of our country because China can't produce their own own, uh, greatness because everybody's a spoke in the wheel. Everybody is just part of the food chain that they don't have any any real competition in China. It's all state run. So the one thing that's lacking in a state run op, uh, operation is innovation. Innovation su- suffers when you don't have competitive thinking, critical thinking like that. So you can go on and on with this, but when China and Russia would influence uh, like, the, let's just say they want to either perpetuate battery manufacturing in China or they want to perpetuate or they want to fortify and strengthen oil consumption. And you say, well, how can the two coexist? And they're doing it. They're doing it. They're getting the Nord Stream pipeline there, uh, down from Russia. So they have lobbyists for that. But they, they basically... Uh, had lobbyists shut down the Keystone Pipeline, Russia did, and they shut it down so that they could sell more oil to America. And it was worth a lot of money to Russia to do that. So they'll shut down these projects of development, like the Keystone Pipeline that puts American workers out of work. On day one, Biden would say, but on day one, Don Biden got paid off. He didn't even wait a day. He delivered on his promises for the money that he received through his hunter, because he's the big guy. And his son, Hunter, got all the money. His brother, Joe, or John, got all the money. 
And the Biden crime family's alive and kicking. They got the grand poobah as president, working in Ukraine now, working in Russia, working in China. <clears throat> All are profiting big time. And there's a lot of uh, investigative reporters that are working on this now, finally. But the idea is this. Russia is paying off non-government organizations, Green New Deal organizations that make people like Ocasio-Cortez rich. And they have muscle and they have political leverage. And they shut down the Keystone Pipeline at the expense of middle-class American workers. It's sad. But there it is. It's shut down now. Russia got what they paid for. And you say, well, okay, now uh, that also creates the agenda of the Green New Deal, which is all about batteries. And, you know, nothing for nothing, but it takes a lot of coal to fuel the, make the batteries. And not just the coal, but the smokestacks that come out of the coal mines and and all these different manufacturing plants of the battery manufacturers, smokestacks galore. Then when the battery runs out, it's not biodegradable. It's not, you know, where do you store all these dead batteries? Where do you put them? It's a, it's a environmental disaster in the, way, in, the, in the making. But guess who benefits from that? China. And the corporations that support China get access to their slave labor, like the Uyghurs. So it's just this vicious circle, a vicious cycle. And it's just one of these things where it just keeps on happening. And it starts with all these different agendas who are financing these different cultures because... If you demoralize a country and you tell them up is down, like yesterday I was talking about it, and I say, well, that fridge is a stove and that stove is a fridge and and that door is not a door, it's a bed and that bed is a door. And I'm going to make you believe this stuff. I'm just going to tell you nonsense. Sort of like what comes out of Biden's head when he's trying. You know, he just starts talking in gibberish. gibberish. And, And the thing is, is that it gets old after a while, but they're 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 demoralizing you. I remember this study where if you were to Google um, white family with children, you would get black families without children on Google. Honestly, it, it was it was on YouTube. I practice it. The person said, "Try this. Type this in. Type this in." They they kind of for, fixed it or corrected it. But the idea was that they're gaslighting you. It gives you anxiety. And they even said that your purchasing habits are impacted differently when you're experiencing anxiety. They did a study where there were people on different trains. One was a noisy car and one was a quiet car. And the person in the noisy car did more purchasing than the person in the quiet car. Chaos sells. Marketing is a social science. Marketing is part of the sociology of things. It's designed to impact human behavior. And people like Jeffrey Epstein 
were sociology geniuses. They were marketing geniuses. So let's take a listen. We'll start from here. This is uh, off of the Tucker, but this is uh, Cardi B. She's now going to be teaching your kids on Nickelodeon. Let's take a listen. And so when you hear this, let's see. Here we go. Beat it up, catch a charge, extra large and extra hard. Put this right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. From the top, make it drop, that's some wet ass. Now get a bucket and So you watch something like that, and probably your first thought was, man, I want my kids, my little kids, to get a lot more of Cardi B. Like, how can they experience Cardi B and the Cardi B lifestyle? Because obviously that's not bad for them or anything. They're not going to wind up in rehab or as hookers. Well, Nickelodeon has an answer for you. They're going to put her on TV. Cardi B is about to entertain millions of children, probably when you're not home. She'll be a guest star on the upcoming episode of Nickelodeon's <coughs> Baby Sharks Big Show next month. So there's that, right? You know, and so she's getting rewarded for this. Will Smith can just walk up on stage and smack somebody. And Whoopi Goldberg will, will tell you, no biggie. He's not going to lose his Oscar for that. But if it was a Donald Trump supporter... Of course, Whoopi Goldberg would send them to jail for life. You know, one of the best responses to the Oscars situation was actually Jim Carrey. Let's take a listen to what Jim Carrey had to say. Sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is... A really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. There was some question today about if anyone else had walked from the audience and done that, they would have been escorted out by security or maybe even arrested. The police asked, asked Chris if he been. wanted to file charges. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He doesn't want the hassle. I, I'd have, I'd have uh, for, announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is going to last a very long time. If you want to yell from the audience and disapprove or sh show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you, you know, you do not have the right to, to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. No, no, I... That's uh, excellent. But you know what... Uh... There's so many radical people on the left that just can't see clearly. They cannot see. Now, I want to play a couple of more clips here. Uh, there's two, two of my favorites. They're vintage clips uh, from Morgan Freeman. And one of the things that I noticed about Oscars is it, it was almost like an equity fest, you know, and it was just not really reflective of society, but... And it wasn't reflective of, you know, Cardi B is not reflective of society. Uh, that that uh, presentation that they put out with people just dressed like whores, uh, zero class, p poor grammar, you know, it's not what it used to be. Uh, the Oscars has been tarnished. And that's why you're not going to see smart people even bothering to waste their time going to the Oscars. Um, and it's lost its ratings, too. It doesn't even have the muscle it used to have. But I, wanna, I want you to hear this uh, Mike, Mike Wallace, Morgan Freeman experience. Black History Month, you find 
ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you on. do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm, month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You want to say, well, I, I know this white guy named Mike Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Brilliant. And in its simplicity, it's, it's so brilliant. Now, here he is talking with Don Lemon. Don Lemon. <laughs> In 2014, and uh, the whole thing, especially the president and Democrats now are talking about income inequality, and that's basically what you know when you talk Morgan about the Freeman richest 85 people on the planet, right? Yeah, it's income inequality. Do you think that's looking at you know what's happening in the news now? Is that a good idea? Do it's you a great think? idea. It is the greatest idea. Uh, we have a much more vibrant society when we don't have such a vast chasm between the haves and the have-nots. We need uh, that middle ground that we call the middle class, the people who buy everything, people who use the uh, products that the rich are creating, if they're creating anything other than wealth, right? right. So it's, it's what's happening with the Chinese economy right now. They're changing their whole outlook because they need consumers. And without a middle class, you're not going to have consumers. You're not going to have it at the level that we normally would have it. So can, we, can I go back to Because I, I, I thought what you said was fascinating because you called it bull when you said people can't you know, pull themselves up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't Today? or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't? No. I don't. I don't. Hey, you and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. You know, I said, and it's probably get me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news, but I'm so, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to I wanna just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it, but making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem we have. So I understand. Yep, you don't need to do that. You don't need to make it a bigger issue than it needs to be. And uh, I thought that was brilliant, brilliant commentary there. So I also uh, wanted to get into, I wanted to get into, uh, I want to get into this uh, whole thing that we're going to be talking about with regard to Disney and DeSantis and, you know, the deterioration of our children, the indoctrination of our children. 
And a lot of people are talking about a lot of people are talking about this concept that uh, that uh, parents' rights is going to be a big issue for 2022, just like it was, you know, during the Yunkin Yunkin uh, days. You know, when Yunkin beat uh, McAuliffe, I thought that was uh, pretty pretty good stuff, and. Um, I think we're getting a we're going to be getting a caller here in just a moment. Um, in any case, yeah, we're we are taking a call really quick. Um, but uh, the Yunkin used uh, parents parents' rights, and uh, basically, school teachers should not be, you know, controlling our children. And we have a few clips that are going to give you a really good reason why. Uh, hey. Uh, um, uh, Cutter. Cutter Van Boyle. Cutter Van Boyle. Uh, welcome ben to the Moyle. Scott Adams Show. Oh, uh, yeah. Cutter Ben, uh, Cutter ben Moyle. Cutter Ben Moyle. Yes, yes, yes. That's Good morning right. from Chicago. So you're with, um, you're with the outfit Beard Chips and Politics. You're syndicated and everything now. Yeah, Beard Chips and Politics. And um, we are just. Uh, we're out here in Chicago, as you know. We travel around the United States. And yes, absolutely. Talk about various topics, and we bring in things from movies and TV shows, and it's a different way. It's kind of as you listen to various talk shows in conservative talk radio. There's a lot of people that do what I call the Sean Hannity approach. They just keep punching in the face with more and more and more. What we do is we kind of have what I tend to think is a barroom conversation. So that we are all, um, you know, just a bunch of friends. And then we start talking about things that are going on on day to day. So we just finish up doing our one year on Red State Talk Radio anniversary show. And we, I wanted to come on and once again in person thank you and Leonore and everybody else in the, uh, in the network of, of friends here that we, we are just so thrilled to say that we've spent a year on the radio with as many people that you are connected to, which is a lot of people, ladies and gentlemen, the numbers are scary. Yeah, it is. It's we're growing. I'll tell you. And you know what? It's because of, uh, the hard work. I think that you and, and Paul Preston, a lot of, a lot of us put into, uh, the analysis of our show. We're all about the content and, uh, I think that the content is second to none. Well, don't forget, you got a new guy at 2 o'clock, too, right? That's right. J.D. Rucker is at 2. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good lineup. And I'm, I'm very, very happy with, with the content. Uh, it's always been about the content when I took over uh, uh, with Red State Talk Radio and started running it. Uh, two things were the, the highest priority for me, and that was... We wanted to have the most live programming of any radio station in America. And then also, we wanted to have the best content. There's a lot of great content out there, though. We're, we're connected with um, WFYL in Philadelphia, and they have great mm-hmm. content, too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great content out there. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that they air our show. 
Um, and uh, we're syndicated in other shows across the country, uh, other terrestrial stations. But, you know, actually, I got to tell you, uh, you know, what we're doing here with our two channels of Red State Talk Radio is really impressive. And, you know, the, the contribution that our show hosts make uh, and the amount of work that they put in each and every day, you know, is really greatly appreciated. Well, I, I mean, obviously, we laud you on today's show. We tell the story oh, of how you. it all we it all started and how we played the the cut uh, the new Venezuelan money. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the show, but but uh, you like the way we put together and opened that show and said, "Hey, we should give this thing a run." Yeah, and here it is, what a hundred and fifty some episodes later, and we're still turning it out. Uh, oh, your analysis, and- your analysis is spot on. And, uh, you know, Jake Elwood, your cohort, uh, you know, it's, it's great stuff. It's, it's fun. You can hear, uh, the restaurants in the background and, um, yeah, but your content is quite serious. But right. Well, the only thing that it. I ask when we go places is, you know, a lot of people are usually blasting music and look, if it's a sports bar, I'm not going to tell them to turn things down, but, but you really need to, you know, please, can we not have a band play while we're doing the show? <laughs> and and they, they, they've been really good. They've been, yeah. And uh, it's, it's interesting because usually we fly from place to place and drive. And this time we just got on Interstate 80 and started in Pittsburgh. Then we ended up in uh, Toledo. At a, what the heck was that name? Great place. Steakhouse called the uh, Markey's. I think it was. But then we end up in South Bend. We did Rudy. You and I were talking about that show uh, on the phone before it came out i didn't know it was one of your favorite movies yeah um and then here we come to chicago we did a soul train show because people don't realize soul train started in chicago before it migrated to la and then obviously for the anniversary show we we went back to where it all started with us and you doing a show for the blues brothers which we were very careful to make sure we did everything in the show that will be playing today will be new in comparison to last year in the sense that none of the cuts are the same. Oh, Obviously, great. the news isn't the same. The news isn't the same, and uh, it's, it's scary. The, world, I heard you the li- world is not the same. <laughs> well, it's funny. I heard, I heard you talking about the, uh, the, the Will Smith and, and uh, the incident at the, at the Oscars, and we'll be, we're covering that as well. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I'm sitting here going, you know, what really scares me is with all this going on in the Soviet Union, or excuse me, Russia, and everything that's going on with the nightmare trip that Biden just took and all the gaps and everything that was probably a nightmare for Sunday morning news, uh, TV, and et cetera, that all got bypassed come Monday morning because of what happened. I just went on Fox this morning. They still have Will Smith up on the front page. Yeah, a lot, know, of these, a lot of these news organizations, it's just a great dumpster fire for them. You know, uh, Putin and Zelensky put an end to the pandemic. I, thanked, I want to thank them. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they totally ended Fauci's reign as the number one pundit on TV. And now we get to watch Alexander Vindman. <laughs> You know, talk about Ukraine, you know, that big loser. But, um, you know, the idea is is that these distractions almost are by design, aren't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, especially it, it's funny. How is the world revolving around the Ukraine? 
I mean, we see what really happened with all the dark money coming in and out of Ukraine over the years and all of the, you know, I want to say Republicans and Democrats because there's Republicans with their hand in the cookie jar over the Ukraine as they're laundering money. And it, you just have to follow the money. And Ukraine has always been this this hot tub of, of politicus, if you would, if that's a word, where you can yeah. go and take take money, move it from one desk to another, and walk away with a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Just ask Hunter Biden. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for uh, coming on and saying hello. And uh, and uh, also, I want to let people know, you know, this is your year, your year, your annual with, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you get the gold watch today, I guess. Some, at some well, point. yeah, today, today at 5 p.m. And I'd also, once again, like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Sorry, Jake's still in bed in his room. I'm, I'm not going to wake him up for this. <laughs> but but uh, I also want to thank your fans because, or listeners, because I'm sure that some of your listeners are now are also my listeners, and my listeners are now your listeners as we put you as mm-hmm. well. And it's just it's a it's a fun family to be in. And ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, we we do talk a lot, Scott and I, and and you know there, there's a lot going on in the background. Yeah. And I I look forward to you growing this network because you're doing a yeoman's job, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Uh, Beer, Chips, and Politics with Cutter Ben Moyle. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. All right. Take care. Great. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Well, you know that distraction we were talking about. You know, there's going to be a big story coming around the pike. Okay. Around the, right around the bend. And I'm peeling an onion on this story uh, right now that's kind of interesting. It's it's about Biden and Saudi Arabia and the relationship that's going on there. And, you know, the questions as to why it is that Biden is spitting in the eye of Saudi Arabia and vice versa. They're not getting along. And you got this conflict in Yemen with the Houthis supported by Iran. And, uh, you know, and there's if you go on my Twitter feed, you'll see there's a there's a lot of information there. We're going to maybe touch base on that maybe later in the day. But a lot of these distractions are done done by design. And, uh, you know, Fauci's kind of off the front page uh, because of Ukraine. But Will Smith, you know, took Biden off the front page with all of his gaffes. so it's kind of interesting. So we wanted to get back to uh, the Disney, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis. And these are the, these are the type of people that want to be teaching your, your children. And uh, I think it's absolutely horrible. Let's take a listen. Space. Yeah, um, I've had the privilege of working with the Moon Girl team for the last two years. And they've been really open to exploring queer stories. And part of, I'm on the production side, uh, Queer part stories. of uh, the work that I feel like I can put in is um, making sure that we take place in modern day New York. So making sure that that's like an accurate reflection of New York. So I put together like a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have like a, the full breadth of expression. And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender nonconforming characters are in the background. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have 
we got the further uh, the the more centered a story is on a character, the more nuanced you get to get into their story. And especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. So there's the indoctrination right there. This is uh, Disney production coordinator Alan Mark, you just heard, says his team is committed to exploring queer stories and has, cre- has created a tracker to make sure they are creating enough gender nonconforming characters, canonical trans characters, and canonical bisexual characters. That's, this is by design. It's strategic strategy. It's like marketing. It's like sociology, like I was talking about. It's a science. They're coming armed with science, but it's manipulated science. It's not real common sense science. It's 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 UK, you know, NK Ultra kind of stuff. Um, and MK Ultra, I should say. <laughs> um, but here here uh, here's another one. This is a. Uh, Scoop, Disney Diversity and Inclusion Manager Vivian Ware says the company has eliminated all mentions of ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls in its theme parks in order to create the magical moment for children who do not identify with traditional gender roles. Let's take a listen. Last summer, we we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life fields. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process of changing over those, those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to dreamers. look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. And, and, so what they're doing is they're taking away the experience of so many normal kids, so many healthy, normal kids, kids that are supposed to just grow up and be productive members of society. And they're catering to a fringe group because I don't know too many people that think on those terms. Yet they're catering to the fraction of 1%. By denying. And so you're never going to complain as, you, as a mass group. You're not going to complain about that. Because, and the reason why is because they're not being harmed. It's just Disney's changing their product to cater toward a fringe group. And the normal healthy group isn't really going to complain because they're, but, but, but they're being cheated and robbed of a, of a good experience. You know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls can no longer be said 
dreamers of all ages? That's ridiculous. It almost ties in with the illegal migrants, doesn't it? And um, and so I wanted to see. Uh, this is this is the uh, press conference that. Um, Uh, that uh, Ron DeSantis put out. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, I think, one, was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. For Disney to... Well, here's the problem. The problem is, okay, so families stop taking their children to Disney. Stop their Disney subscription with Disney Plus. And they try to hurt Disney. That, that in and of itself, though, is cheating your child out of learning tools. But the learning tools are rusty. It's almost like they left the tools out in the rain and now the tools are all ruined. And it's unfortunate for everybody. These Democrats and these liberals are destroying the fabric of society, trying to change who we are as people. And they're doing it for profit. And they're doing it. And where's the profit come from? It's not a capitalist society Competing for donation dollars, what it is, is foreign adversary influence. So you get people like BlackRock that have an agenda with China. You know, they, have, they want to embrace the slave labor markets in China, the accessibility. And so China then influences. China says to Disney, you could build that theme park if you tow the line and you will have access on our airways for doing the right thing for China because we want to weaken you as a people so you are no longer the superpower in the world and how we're going to do it is through MK Ultra PsyOps and we're going to use you as our tools and you're going to poison the well And the way you destroy a society is you start with the children first. I've heard that. I've read that. And we just, we have to put a stop to this stuff. So we're going to get to the interview right here with Ron DeSantis on the, uh, let's see. Okay. All right. So I'm struggling a little bit about, about trying to get the right video. Okay. Here it is right here. Here we go. Oh, this is an audio. Well, this bill is about providing protection so that they know they can send their young kids to school without them being sexualized, without a school telling a young girl, for example, that she may really be a boy. And if schools are trying to do things that impact uh, the health and well-being of the kids and they're, they're undertaking certain services, that parents have a right to know that and provide consent for it. So this is a real bill that empowers parents. It protects our kids. And for a company like Disney, 
uh, to say that they, this bill should have never passed. First of all, Tucker, they weren't saying anything when this was going through the House. They only started doing this because the mob, the woke mob, came after them. But put that aside. Uh, for them to say that them as a California-based company are going to work to take those California values and overturn a law that was duly enacted and, as you said, supported by a strong majority of Floridians, they don't run this state. Uh, they will never run this state as long as I'm governor. Yeah, they haven't improved Orlando, I noticed. Why don't they throw some money into downtown Orlando and help the people who live there? I, I have to ask you, this, since you're on the topic of Disney, journalist Chris Rufo, who's really done a lot, has just obtained a video of an all-hands meeting at Disney. The meeting was in response to the legislation you signed in Florida. Here is Disney corporate president Carrie Burke. Watch this. I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and, and also as a leader. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and, and, and yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just, just get to be characters. Um, and, and not have to be about gay stories. So I don't understand why an entertainment company that makes animated movies gets to control legislation in your state. Well, especially, Tucker, you got to wonder, like, why is the hill to die on to have transgenderism injected into kindergarten classrooms or woke gender ideology injected into second grade classroom? Why is that the hill to die on? Meanwhile, if we had done a bill that prohibited uh, talking about the abuse of Uyghurs in China, Disney would have supported that legislation because they don't want to say a word about that. So it's just an odd manifestation of their corporate values that they actually do Disney cruises, Tucker, to the nation of Dominica which criminalizes homosexuality. So they're fine doing that and lining their pockets. They're fine lining their pockets from the CCP and all the atrocities that go on there. But it's those kindergartners in Florida that they really want to have transgenderism uh, as part of their core curriculum in school. And talking to kids about their genitals. Like, I, I thought that was, I'm not a lawyer, I thought that would be a crime, right? No, it should be. Tucker, I mean, I think about when I was in school, we just did schoolwork. Uh, you know, we did, we did things like math and science and reading. I don't even know how this would become fodder for, for a second grade classroom. Uh, and so the fact that they're going to this length to try to torpedo legislation that I think 90% of parents probably view as just common sense, um, it really makes you wonder, you know, about what's motivating this decision making. It, it really does. And just to be clear, final question. I read the bill. It doesn't say anything about gay marriage, does it? Is it not an anti-gay marriage bill? Tucker, Tucker, the word gay is not in the legislation. Right, so they okay. say it's banning a word that literally isn't even in the legislation. It's not even like they're misrepresenting the way the word's used. It's not even used in the bill. It's a, it's a fake narrative. It's a lie. But it's a lie because they have to lie because if they admitted what they were really for, sexualizing kindergartners and first graders, they know that would not fly with the public. Man, you've got a lot of huevos to do this, and I appreciate it. And I hope all the other cowards sitting in governor's offices around the country watch this. Ron DeSantis, thank you. You know, and then in the Oscars, there was a moment where the three comedians said, gay, 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 gay. And all the liberal uh, shows picked that up the next day as well. And they're ramming it down your throat. The Obamas are impacting 
Netflix, right? So it's just it's absolutely getting getting old, and uh, and we we don't even fully understand. We removed all of the um, gender well, greetings and relationship to our life skills, well, so we no longer say ladies call. and gentlemen, boys and girls. Stuff going on here. Um, we we've Call trained, you on the we, air. We've provided training for all of our. Hi, our, Scott. This is John from Illinois. Yeah. I just have a uh, brief comment yes. on this Disney thing. You know, when you hear these people talk about we're going to change the nature of the park, the entire park is going to be changed. This is a massive enterprise down in Disney World and Florida and Disneyland and California. And when you talk about we're going to change the language, though, we're not going to refer to ladies and gentlemen. It's all going to be generic, non-gendered language. And they then go on to say the reason for this is for those kids who feel different. And then you realize, as you said, that, a scintilla, I mean, just a fraction of a fraction of kids may have any inkling of that in themselves, certainly not some seven or eight-year-olds. And you realize this isn't for the kids. I mean, I'm, maybe this is obvious, but it's not about the kids. It's about the adults who are using the kids as pawns. And it's not just in this issue. It's in many other issue issues. But it, it's, well, for the children, for the children, but for the children. It's what, just an, it's John, a perversion of the for the children argument. John, what I struggle with, too, is they know that this is going to drive us nuts, right? Why is it, for example, the NFL wants to wants teams to make hiring decisions based on race? Joe Biden's hiring a SCOTUS that's based on race and gender. Um, the Obamas want to put trans and homosexuality in every family in America on their Netflix programming, right? Uh, what, what, is the, what is the end goal for them on this? Is it to demoralize uh, uh, our country and it's like a, almost like a sociological experiment where if we become more and more demoralized, we'll look at religion and Christianity as a distant thing to where they could then swoop in with government and control us? Because if we become demoralized, if we become decentralized from our religion, uh, we are then a lot more approachable to influences elsewhere. I think that's the I think that's the mass strategy behind, you know, because they always say you can't really get the government to replace God with a very Christian, uh, Judeo Christian oriented people is that is that do you think is that is that the goal what's your take on that i think you're i think you're close on that i'd say it pretty much the same way government replaces god absolutely and if you notice a lot of these attacks they're on they're on discipline they're attacks on well on order they're attacks on a certain order you tear down the order and they intend to create a new one as they right. wish right even new, if it's new, nonsense, a new, a new it's world things that get you to believe are Sorry? A new world order. Right. Well, yeah, that's the new man. That's what the Soviets tried to do. That's what these people always try to do. Now, it's contrary to human nature, but they think they can do this. It's folly, but they'll do it again and again and again. They tried this in China with the Cultural Revolution. The Soviets tried it. They're trying it now, and they think they'll be more effective through mass communication, very much like Brave New World. If you if you remember the Brave New World, how they would condition these kids from birth. Right. Now they got this social exactly media on their side kind of thing. and censoring the argument for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, the only thing I think I'd say is if you listen to that woman talk, that Burke woman, 
Yeah. And just what a disaster. You know, I one pansexual kid, one transsexual kid. I was thinking kid. the same thing. I, I, yeah. So that's just my two cents. Well, thank you for calling in today. Thank you. Have a great day. All Thanks. right. You Bye. too. Yeah. Uh, we like it when John calls in. He's so smart. He's a doctor from what I understand. Um, in any case, uh, it is, it is, I think it's a, it's, it's a coordinated attack. And then the question is, is this a conspiracy? Is it, is it, cons- I, I don't think it's that. I think it's a dynamic of, this is the way these people think. They're, they're sheeple, they're, they're followers, and they're easy, easily manipulated. And there's formulas in place. There's strategies and formulas where you can actually grow. You know, I think that there was probably a lot of brilliance, not in the end product, but Saul Alinsky and Cloward and Piven, these were not stupid people. They're evil people, just like an evil villain in a movie, like a Spider-Man or whatever. Doesn't make them stupid. It makes them you know, highly intelligent, but for evil. And I think that what's going on right now is we have we have evil people in very powerful positions. And they want to keep it that way because they want to control the masses. They want the monopoly. You know, there's something kind of sinister and evil about the monopolies that emerged in the industrial age that brought about the need for the Sherman Act and the antitrust laws. You know, I understand that the Rockefellers were in charge of Standard Oil and they were blowing up other gas stations, knocking them out of business, or, you know, basically uh, setting the price standard to, to lower the market value to put their competitors out of business. But then they became the richest people in the world. And so the point is, is that they want this monopoly. They do not want this middle class to rise up and share anything with them. They want to, They want you to share your multiculturalism with every single other, other aspect of the world. They, they, they'll let every riffraff come through our southern border, and you'll have to be the one to share it. Because Nancy Pelosi and her vineyards and her gates and her locks, you know, she can have the wall, she can have the gates, and she can have the fine wines, but you can't. You know, she could have that really fancy ice cream refrigerator, remember? And that's the thing. It's, it's rules for thee and not for me. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. I make a donation if you'd like. Be also sure, be sure to check out Substack over at scottadamshow.substack.com and check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcasts. The Substack's a podcast in and of itself. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.